Luke chapter 1, I'm reading at verse 26, if you're following along. Luke chapter 1, the title this morning is simply, and it's not, this is a mini-message, not a long one. The what ifs of life. The what ifs of life. I borrowed a little motif from Charles Dickens, uh, from the A Christmas Tale, A Christmas Carol, sorry, A Christmas Carol, and past, present, and future. And so we'll look at that in just a moment. Luke chapter 1, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin as passed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Favor there is actually another word also written elsewhere is grace. The first time grace is found in the New Testament. First time in the Old Testament is Noah. First time in the New Testament here is with Mary. Thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Praise the Lord for that. And Mary said... Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. May the Lord his blessing to the reading of his word. This morning, I want to think just for a few moments about the what ifs of life. And first of all, we see the, the contemplation of what ifs past. The contemplation of what ifs past. And so I thought about some what ifs. Some are more important than others. But uh, what if in November the 15th in 1928, what about if that day... There was not, had not been the marriage of peanut butter and chocolate. We would not have the Reese cup, for that was introduced on November the 15th, 1928. So what if that had not happened? I'd probably be a few pounds lighter, I imagine, over my life if that not had happened. What about if in 1986, Pepsi had not introduced Diet Mountain Dew into the world? What if that, I'd probably have a whole lot less uh, running through me like that, a lot less caffeine, if they had not introduced Diet Mountain Dew in 1986? By the way, if you are a Mountain Dew enthusiast, the most rare type of Mountain Dew I found is elderberry Mountain Dew in Japan, $5 a can. So, Steve, there you go. I had not even heard of elderberry Mountain Dew. Uh, it's not even diet, so it's $5 a can. What about if promoted or announced in 2007 and introduced in June 29th, what if in 2007, what if the iPhone had never been introduced to the world? A lot of good things, but they, it has changed our lives more than sing, any other singular thing. The smartphone has changed our lives. What if that had not happened? What about if I had been raised in an Islamic home? What about if you had been raised in an Islamic home? We would be worshiping uh, Allah and on our way to a crisis eternity, most likely, if someone had not shared the gospel with us. 
What about if you had been born to an, an animistic tribe, people who were, or believe in animism, the worship of plants and trees and spirits? And what about if you had been born in a country that had those? You would be doing the very same thing. What if? What if Jesus had not been willing to come? What if Jesus had said, well, I don't want to leave heaven? Jesus had said, possibly, I don't want to be saddled with a body like the humankind for eternity. Well, well, I just don't want to go. What if that had happened? We would be without hope, I tell you. What if Jesus was not alive today? We would have no hope for eternity for as he lives, we live. If he were to die, then we our, our eternal life would be forfeit if he dies. But he has, he's everla- has everlasting life, which he has given to us. That brings us back, and I'm connecting the dots, and it's verse 38, the last verse verse I read. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Now, if we stop right there, what if she possibly had said, Well, let me think it over. You know, I I, I don't know. Let me give that some thought. That's a pretty serious situation. What about if she had said, Are you sure? Are you sure I'm the right person? Because this is a big responsibility what if she says, I, I don't want to suffer that shame. I, I don't want to give birth to the Christ. You found the wrong person. What if he said, well, that's going to be quite an inconvenience, Gabriel, to me to give birth to the Christ. I've got a lot of plans here. Joseph might leave me if I have to do this. And so I just don't know if I want to do What if she had said all those? What if she had said, it's my body. I will do with it what I want. You cannot tell me anything to do with my body. What if she had said that? Now, we can go down the what-if trail. I'm just saying, what if passed? But Mary's response, oh, that we had the same response. I know we're, not, we're in a different situation, obviously. But her genuine response, be it unto me according to thy word. Well, that is one of mature response from a young lady, probably less than 20, probably in her teenagers. Be it unto me as you want today. Can you? How many Christian girls... Today, in today's world, would even, and I'm not talking about the, none of the world would say it, but the Christian girl would have a similar response. Whatever it is, it's going to change my life forever. But if that's what you want, Lord, do it. How many of we as adults will be even say it today? So the what ifs of life, the what ifs of past, if you would, the contemplation of what ifs past, secondly, is the calculation of what ifs present. The calculation of what ifs present. So what if I stop working my job, if I don't go to job, my job for the next three months? Guess what happens to me? We're looking for somebody else to act crazy and, and all those kind of things and, and to go teach the seniors computers. They're going to be looking for someone else to do that. What if I stop drinking pop? I remember Helen Spence said, Now, Pastor Tim, that, that Mountain Dew you're drinking, that's just not good for you. You should drink water, more, a lot more water. I said, I know you're right, Helen but I probably won't. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's like, so what if I stop? I probably would be. I probably I probably start losing weight, and I probably and I feel better. I'd probably do all those things. But I have two vices: Tic Tacs and Diet Mountain Dew. Those are my two vices, and so I'm really struggling with giving those up. But what about Pastor Tim? If the market crashes, what if the stock market goes up? What about the Social Security goes broke by the time, Pastor? I get to be your age. Or, <laughs> Thank you. I uh, get to be your, or older than you. God will provide, will he not? But the what ifs of life, if you get stuck on the what ifs, you're going to be miserable. What if, more seriously, my life is unusual by God, unusable by God? 
What about if you're life Christian? You've gotten so out of fellowship with God and, and you're not serving, you're not doing these things. What, what about that? No, we're all going to appear. It says clearly for us in 1 Corinthians, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says for the Christian, for the believers, not you're getting off, you're not getting off the hook. It says for us here, for we must, 2 Corinthians 5, 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. This is to believers. Now, the unbeliever, yes, is going to, we'll talk about that at the end, but the believer is going to appear before God. What have you done with what God has given you? What have you done with that? That the talent fits right in with the talent show. We are to take whatever talents and abilities God has bequeathed to you and use them for his glory. What if I, now this is the calculation of what is present, what if you stop reading the Bible? What if you stop praying? What if you stop going to God's house? I tell you, there's going to be some spiritual ramifications for we are to study to show thyself approved unto God. The Bereans, I was mentioning to Stephanie last night, the Bereans searched the scriptures daily and they didn't have the New Testament Maybe possibly a letter or something. They, didn't have, they had the Old Testament and likely they did not have the entire Old Testament in their house. Yet they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Behooves us to be people of the book, doesn't it? You need to be. Whether you are a pastor, that doesn't appeal to me. You are a child of God. You need to be reading what he has said to us to grow in the Lord. Prayer. Uh, we are to pray without ceasing. How many times does the Bible tell us to be prayerful in prayer? Going to church, forsake not the assembling of yourselves to get, uh, together as the manner of some is. We're not to forsake that. So there's going to be, what ifs, if you stop, there's going to be some, some fallout. I was, the book my wife and I are reading in devotions called Finally Free. He said the, the people who are involved in pornography are drinking poison and it's going to kill them. It is. We, we think these things are not are non-consequential. I tell you, they're life-changing. You get involved in things that are just bad for you spiritually. There's nothing but downhill from there. What if? What if I never use my talents for God's glory? You're going to be bereft of the pleasure and you, of doing that and you're, the peace that comes, and you're going to be rift, bereft of giving Him praise. So the, there's the contemplation of what ifs past, there's the calculation of what ifs present, and then there's the consideration of what ifs future. Galatians chapter 4, if you don't mind for just a minute, Galatians 4 4. Consideration of what ifs future. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Galatians 4 4. Paul writes to the churches of Galatia, and when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Christ came. What if, what if, as you think about the future, what if Christ be not raised? Paul said we're in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, we are of all men most what? Miserable. If Jesus did not raise from the dead, we have no hope of resurrection, but he did. What if, what if he was, what if all the things that he said were not true? What if that, we have no hope. We'd have no hope. What ifs? What if people reject the gifts, the gift of eternal life? There's, I was thinking back 
the what ifs of the Christ, my favorite Christmas gifts of all time. And I, I don't remember turning any of the gifts down. Now, I took a couple of them back because I had the duplicates or something. I remember, I think we had a couple of wedding gifts that were duplicate. We turned back in for traded in for something else. But the gift of eternal life, it's just offered by one person that is God. And it's, it's, it's the gift you really don't want to turn down. What if people reject the gift of eternal life? They're going to spend eternity apart from God. For the, for the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is the greatest of all gifts. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19.10. That's why he came. That we might have life. If you're here this morning you've never received Christ as Savior, it... You need to examine your own heart and life. I can't examine it for you. The Holy Spirit and you can, you can examine your heart and life to see if you truly know Christ as Savior. What if, thinking of the future, I almost wanted to use the, the ghost of Christmas past and the, the ghost of Christmas present and the ghost of Christmas, but the word ghost probably has some bad connotations to people. What's a pastor preaching on ghosts? So anyway, so the, so the uh consideration of what ifs future what if we find ourselves standing before the creator of the universe and we rejected his son who died for us it's, it, it, there, there's no hope then once you pass and as and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment hebrews 9 27 we have but what this is the time now behold now is the accepted time behold, now is the day of salvation come to him today some of you and, and I, i've prayed for you you've lost some very good friends different ones there's two men in our community past this week that some of you are very good friends with now is the accepted time now is the day to make those decisions for the lord what if you do not and as we close would you close and look please at revelation chapter 20 i know this isn't a typical christmas uh, passage to include but uh, I think as I get older, I want to be clear that what the Bible says is absolutely uh, salient to our lives. Revelation 20. What if those, what happens? What if people reject Christ? In Revelation 20, verse 11. Revelation 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it who's, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Now, just a little parenthesis here. Uh, hell is where people are being held. We would think of it as the jail. I believe it's in the center of the earth. They have died without Christ. They are waiting to stand before God. And that's going to be brought up to this great white throne judgment. All, every single person, I believe personally, who is in the scripture, I think pretty clear on this, who has rejected Christ is going to stand here. And they were judged, every man according to the works, and death and hell verse, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And here's verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is a very solemn statement. So what if? What if you reject Christ? What if you walk over the precious blood of Christ shed at Calvary? What if you will stand before God and you will have no... Well, why should, what have you done? What did you do with Jesus? You, neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? So do you know the Christ? So thankful for the Christmas program 
the poems, the songs presented a few moments ago, that's all wonderful. But unless you take what the Bible says and apply it to your life, admit, admit that you're a sinner. Yes, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong. Believe, believe. Do you truly believe that he, a lot of people believe there's a God, but do you believe that Jesus is God and that he is the Savior? And then you must confess. You must R-E-P-E-N-T. You must repent. Lord, I am sorry. I, I know I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me of that sin and come into my heart and life. Be my Savior and Lord, please. I, I ask you to do that. And that is salvation. And when that happens, the Holy Spirit comes in and he changes you. Uh, these people who say, well, I, I've received Christ, and they're the same as they were 40 years ago when they made a profession. I'm, there should be a change. There is a change when you come to know Christ. Not, we're not perfect, but we're forgiven. And so if you do not know Christ, I would encourage you this Christmas season, make that decision for him. Let's bow our heads, please. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. As Stephanie comes to the piano for just a moment.